You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. Tom here, and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. I don't care what these boys are about to say, they're lying, and I just want to start this podcast by saying, hey, yo, one time for the bad guy. Fellas, let's hear what kind of BS you said while Tom wasn't on. Well, that was a great intro time. As you can tell, he's not here right now, so he definitely cut in his intro. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, he had to do it after this because he's never on time. He always got us an excuse. So I'm sure it was a really good intro. So I appreciate that. So I'll go ahead and start as D. I guess we'll start with what we did our weekend. I'll start off because, you okay. know, mine's usually never as long as you because you are very long-winded, like to hear yourself talk. So uh, I guess I'll go ahead and start. Uh, I had some friends come over. We did a bunch of trading card stuff. I know Tom. I would be very appreciative of this, but he's not here, so uh, he can't comment on it. But uh, we did a bunch of trading card stuff, had a lot of fun with that, hung out. I watched the movie Dog, um, and then that's been early my weekend. I haven't done much else other than that. Uh, and played a movie. I got to rub this in your face. I got to fall, guys, win. What? Yes, I did. I got to fall, guys, win. Nah, I, you ain't you ain't send it to me. You ain't take pictures. You ain't do none of that. Gotta fall, guys. Wait, nah, I got two hey, witnesses watched it. Two witnesses watched it happen. If it's so. not recorded of it, I, I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and look through your records. Do you you ain't got to record? I, I'm gonna go back and look through your records, man. Do you want to know what the final the final uh, course was that one on? What was it? It was the one where you had to finish with the tail. Ah, I got I got the tail with like seven seconds left, and then I got I got away for seven seconds, and I won. Ah, nice, <laughs> nice. So I got, I got keep... that's my second official Fall Guys win. Second official. Okay, so I, I'm I'm not gonna act like I ain't just I'm not gonna just let you breeze over this whole trading card situation. Okay, yeah, like no our trading cards. I I want to know, I want to know what made the trading cards boom. Was it the pandemic? COVID. So it was COVID. So so what 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 exactly? So this is what I've been trying to figure out. Every time there's like a pandemic or something happens, something unusual happened because it's it's like so when the pandemic happened, the tissue like flew off the shelf, and you just like that 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 makes no sense. Like Ukraine and 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 Russia right now fighting, and the gas prices are out of control, and we just like we how does that that it makes no sense. Like, so I'm just trying to figure out how, how did the trading cards just go crazy? Uh, so it went crazy because COVID, everybody was locked in their houses. You really couldn't go anywhere and do anything. Trading card is something you can do online. You can do where you don't have to be in person. So you can buy packs, you can get it delivered to your house, you can open, and then you can still sell or trade or do whatever online. There literally has to be no interaction in face-to-face. So I think that's what really brought it all back because you know it disappeared for a while and then it really boomed right when COVID hit because people were looking for things to do because they couldn't go anywhere. So this, uh, this allowed a lot of people to dive into, which also – you attracted a bunch of scalpers and people trying to like ruin the hobby by trying to overcharge because they're trying to make a quick buck. And and that's 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 how it worked with cards. I think it's gonna slow down and eventually die off again at the end of this year. Yeah, and all those cards are overpriced. What the hell are you talking about? They're just fucking cards, yeah. They're cards. Correct, but the players that sign it, it's autographs. That's the thing you're getting. You're going for the autographs. Bro, just, just like the D'Angelo Williams when he was playing for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, and before, I just when he saw, had his thousand yards receiving. I just saw a go Pokemon ahead. card go for three hundred thirty thousand dollars, bro. It, it wasn't so signed by Char. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't signed by Charizard. It wasn't. It, yeah, but those are also limited edition. There's probably twenty to thirty of them in the world, and that's why. Gary, it's a Pokemon. It's just like card, you're. It's, I can say the same thing with you about your Supreme stuff. You spend an outrageous amount of Supreme because they limit, oh, we're going to at least 20 of these. We're going to charge $8,000 per shirt, and people buy it up because there's only 20 of them. And a Gary, shirt, we're not and some people talking don't even wear about this stuff. me right now. We're not talking about me right now. We're no, talking about I, you. I can. 
But I can bring it up, though. <laughs> I, I bet you spend more on Supreme in here than I do on trading cards. But but that's not <laughs> that's not what we're talking about here. That's not what we're talking about. And that's it, not what the debate is about. And the funny thing is, well, uh, I'll say because I can trade mine, all that kind of stuff, sell it, all that stuff. You know what you do with your Supreme? It sits in the, in your closet and never gets touched. But no, you have I it. Same with wear shoes. my stuff. I wear Some my stuff just like my shoes. Touch. I your touch shoes, all of touch. my shoes, Gary. No, I touch all of my your shoes. Your wife touches first it. Of, she cleans up the closet. Hold you on. don't touch anything. Hold on. <laughs> Why are you attacking me today? I have done nothing to you, bro. I've done nothing to I chose, you. I just want I to know about vengeance. your trading card. I chose like, vengeance today. I, I see that. What's the most expensive trading card you've Sold and what's the most expensive trading card you've bought? Sold, I'm I'm a keeper. I hold for a while, and I'd say the most expensive I bought, probably an eight hundred dollar card. It's Jason Dominguez, Wander Franco, Franco Dual Auto. These are prospects for the Yankees and Rays, and one's in the major leagues now, and they are uh, a dual auto out of ten. So the out of five is selling for like eight thousand dollars. I don't know what the hell you just said, Gary, but okay. I know. Yeah. You don't watch baseball, so. I okay. Yeah, you just told him. Now if I put him on free game. Cream or shoes, you're good to go. You know all that. Here we go. Here we go. We all got our trigger words, Gary. We all got our trigger words. That's a free collab right there. (laughs) (laughs) We all we hey, we we all got our, you know. I I, um so how's the car business going? because I know you got a lot of cars, Gary. You got probably, if you was the guest, how many cars would you say you got? Too many. Okay. Too many. I, well, I would say cards that are worth good amounts of money, probably over 600 to 1,000, and probably 10,000 of just generic cards, that base cards that aren't going to be worth anything. Because you're hunting just for the, the good cards. Okay. I. So, we could talk about what my how my weekend went because yours obviously. Did, did you have any supreme collabs drop this weekend for you? This is this is not what we t- they drop on Thursday, Gary. <laughs> they drop on Thursday. All right, you know okay. on the weekend. No, I was making that's sure. No, I knew you knew. Stop you! Just stop that! Stop that! So, <laughs> talking about what we did this weekend, um, I didn't really do much, Gary. I. I rode my trainer. I got on the trainer and rode the, the trainer because I wasn't able to get out because I've been busy. And this is what I'm finding out. My kids are starting to get into sports, Gary. And it's an amazing thing up until you realize you no longer can do the things that you want to do before they start playing said sport. Um, my daughter, my oldest daughter, she's into lacrosse. She's really into it. Like, I wasn't really sold on her, like, the first couple practices. But, like, in these games and stuff, Gary, she really has a really, really, really fun time. Now, we don't know if they winning or losing, but, you know, we're going to get into that later. She's having a really fun time. My son uh, picking up flag football and uh, me thinking that he wasn't going to be interested in it, but he really likes it. And I don't know if it's because of his homeboy that uh, got him into it or if it's just because – he just like football because it's in his blood. I don't know. But whatever the case may be, he's in the flag football. Well, guess what, Gary? Cycling season started last, this week, not knowing that also these spring sports also started up. So having to plan cycling, which getting your, you know, health is wealth, making sure that you, you know, you wealthy through, you know, your health regimen. I know you don't care anything about that gear. You naturally healthy, and you are, you know, you correct. However, you want to put it, you know, you don't even put, do you put water in that well oil machine yet, or are you still running out? I got flavored water. I got flavored water. Yeah. Okay, flavored circle water. shout circle. <laughs> <laughs> so he got circle water, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 he's in the flag football and. You know, he's playing it and, and trying to navigate cycling and their practices and stuff like that has been a, a whirlwind. But this is what I found out, though, Gary. After watching my daughter play lacrosse in an actual game, I looked around, bro. And, again, at 
in none of these games are they showing you what the score is. Okay? Not not one time. And as I look around, you know, I'm asking parents, hey, you know what the score is? They was like, no, nah, uh-uh. You know, because we can't tell if if the point counted or if the point didn't count. Because you don't really know what's going on. Don't nobody know lacrosse unless you've been in there yeah. for a couple of years. I don't I don't know what the hell I'm looking at, Gary. Hell, I we call it fouls and shit. We making it sound like they playing basketball. That's a charge. You can't do that. And somebody was like, no, that's checking. I, we don't know. Hell, somebody need to educate us. We trying to figure it out. You know, we first time out there. You know, when you first time and you look first time, some some people usually just grab you and take you under your wing. Well, ain't nobody did that to us yet. So we still we still looking for that family to take us in in this lacrosse world because we have no idea what's going on. But they do not show the score at all. In fact, I don't even know if they keep score. But here's the thing I'm trying to understand. My wife, we had a long discussion about this. I... I, I'm asking her, I said, is this one of those leagues that if you win every game, then your season is not over when everybody else's season is over. You go off and you play in like a playoff and you can like actually win something? Or is this one of those leagues where it's basically you getting better at lacrosse? You play another game. I mean, you're playing games and stuff, but none of that matters. And she couldn't answer that question for me. So we, we're waiting. I'm going to get an opportunity uh, tonight. Um uh, to ask the coaches, like, hey, is there, are we going somewhere with this? Because, you know, I need to know as a parent what type of attitude I need to bring to the game. And this is what I mean by what type of attitude I need to bring to the game. Because if this game means something, then I'm going to act like it means something when I sit down and I watch it. I'm going to now get mad at the refs because they ain't calling the game right. Like, I'm going to really take this serious. But now if we ain't playing for nothing, and I'm coming to the game. I'm going to do like all these other damn parents. I'm going to be in my phone. I'm going to be texting. I'm just going to every now and then wave at my kid when they look over at me and let them know I'm paying attention and then go back into my phone. I ain't got time. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what level of dad I need to be. And she's going to say, well, if you want a competitive league, you could just put it in a competitive league. I said, see, I didn't say that. I'm just asking what type of me I need to bring to these games. Well, to me, it sounds like it's a participation league. It has nothing to do with it. They don't keep score, nothing like that. It's only about participation. That's but here's, what it sounds here's, like. Here's, here's the thing, though, Gary. They do keep score. They just don't keep a – so after I, – I did some research. I, I did some research. There's no – after talking to my wife for as long as I talked to her about this situation, she said it's not like, – not all sports are like football. Like football, you got a scoreboard up there, everybody in the stadium – know what the score is and i said yeah you know that's basketball that's it she was like how many youth football games or i mean not football games she said how many youth sports games have you been to outside of football and i was like i i don't know but i'm pretty sure what's the point in i mean if it matters then you're gonna let everybody know that it matters and you're gonna show everybody the score that you're not gonna keep it in-house to where, like, the coaches didn't even know what the score was. The only people that knew what the score was was the refs, but we knew which team won because it was obviously more goals scored on one end than it was on the other. Yeah, I I, I have seen scores kept in every other youth sports because I played baseball, I've, I've played basketball, all that stuff. They keep score. You might score six points in a game in basketball, but they're keeping score. That's for sure. And I've no, no, no. not I've, when I've you played. I'm talking about now, not when you played, Gary. We know they kept scoring. You sports when I I refereed you sports when I was in the league, and they kept score. Okay, for basketball, was that, 100%. for basketball, and no. then and then and I've also so it's crazy. So it's the same thing. Like you have so I've refereed uh, special Special Olympics type of basketball as well. So it's it's a very interesting dynamic because obviously that's like it's not Olympics, but it's like a special olympic style of sports and the coaches you meet with them beforehand and they're like hey we're, we don't there's no fouls there's no nothing like that don't don't do anything just call the game do whatever just do normal perfect then you get the game going and then a kid carries the ball across the court and doesn't dribble once and the coach is yelling in your ear why aren't you calling traveling they flip a switch because <laughs> now it means something because the game started but before the game it means nothing and it's all no, we're just playing it's for fun, all that kind of stuff. But as soon as it as soon as it starts, 
now you better be calling fouls and all that kind of stuff, which puts you as a referee in a very awkward situation because you just want them to have fun. And and because that's exactly what was the preface of everything. And so it, it's a very unique thing. And I'm, I would probably feel for the same thing with you sport officials. I, I'm sure time has probably done some kind of official in his you sports. He's the type of guy that would do that. Well, so so, uh, so quite his, a bit. His, what does that what, even mean? Here's what got me, though, Gary. This <laughs> like what, this, that would do that. This <laughs> is what got me, though, Gary. And, and time may be on my side with this. She asked me, she said, have you ever been to a youth soccer game and they displayed the score when they was playing? And I couldn't think of a time when they did, Gary. I've, been to my, I've, I've seen my nephew, I went to his soccer game, and I, it was like five, six-year-olds, and it was just out there, it was, I, I don't know who won, I don't know, they kept the score, but it wasn't a score display where the parents and stuff could see. See, I've seen where they're not using the scoreboard, they use like a little turning score, so you can see the goals, but nah, you, nah. obviously you have to be close to it. I've never seen... They might not use a big now scoreboard, sure but I've seen where they here. just use you, that. You damn near got to ask the ref. Like, hey, ref, man, what's the score? That's the only way you're going to find out what the score is around here. And from what I've been told, it has always been like that. And uh, a guy said, he was like, yeah, you know, I've been in like three or four different leagues and all of them like that. So I told him, I said, from here on out, man, I'm taking a counter up there with me, man. We're going to put that thing on the field. And every time they score, we're going to flip it. And that's how we're going to get everybody into the game. Because you, will, I guarantee you the parents will be more into the game because there is a but score. I don't, know if I, want that, though. I don't know if I want that, though, Gary. I, I don't know time, if I want that. Because... Time, you got any? I want to know if Time's got any insight into coaching youth sports or anything like that. I'm sure. I know he does. I know I'm correct on this. Well, I did coach. uh smaller basketball team but it wasn't quite as small as i think what you're talking they were a 12u um team but yeah i've seen because my little brother whenever he was really little they play like what i guess is the cockroach league <laughs> i think that's what they uh, lovingly call it uh yeah they don't keep score um i don't know for what reason i'm you know i'm i'm all for keeping score because i don't care hey let them know they're getting beat 99 to nothing <laughs> because that's how you're going to create, you know, the, the monsters for the next level if, if everybody thinks. But, you know, at that age, too, here's the other side. At that age, everybody's just kind of getting out there to play for uh, the fun of it, the, you know, the recreation atmosphere, see who's going to actually enjoy it and move on to the next level of uh, sports because not everybody that plays, you know, those cockroach soccer leagues ends up going on to play soccer because they realize very quickly that, you know, their kid doesn't like sports. So, and there's nothing wrong with not liking sports. Well, so, Yeah, and Dee mentioned that maybe there are competitive leagues where they keep score. Maybe there's not. I think maybe there should be. Maybe if, if some, some kids want to go with their – that's up to parents. But that's the thing, though, Gary. I don't see a problem with them. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a participa- – well, it is a participation league. Let's just Correct. say it's a participation league. I, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them not even taking score. I just want them to let me know what's going on so I know how to approach this thing. I don't have a problem either way is what I'm saying. I have in a problem fact, with not keeping score. In, in fact, Gary, I like it this way better than I like it the other way, and here's why. And I will always like it this way because I have yet – this is the third game I've gone to. I've yet to hear parents, like, screaming at their kid to do this or screaming at their kid to do that or get the coaching from the sideline. I haven't heard any of that because they don't know what the hell going on either. That's what I'm saying. Like, so it's it's you get them in their truest form. There's nobody screaming and yelling at them or anything. Like, I'm, the coach is over there barking directions and stuff like that, and they're barking directions at one another. But you don't have that parent on the sideline trying to coach their kid up because this game matters. They're letting them be kids, and those kids now, it was already a shit show to begin with because not everybody out there is on the same level. And, you know, there's one girl that's been playing for 14 years, and, you know, it's an 11 and under league. And uh, you, you see what I'm saying? And there's some people, uh-huh. Right, yeah. And then there's some that, you know, only been playing for four months or three days. You know what I'm saying? So there's a there's a big discrepancy in the game when it comes to, you know, those certain players. So we screamed for about five or six players. I, I'm lying. It's more like two. But <laughs> the whole so, game. So 
is is your daughter enjoying it though? Like, is she enjoying she's, playing the game, or is it more time. the interacting aspect? Well, here's but the thing, though, Gary. I don't know, bro. Because yeah. I asked her, and I go, hey, was it fun? She was like, oh, I had a lot of fun. And I was like, well, who won? And she was like, oh, they did. And it, like, doesn't bother or anything like that. Yeah. And I was like, I wish I had that. Because yeah, I, well, I, I wish I... You mentioned that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so yeah. easy. She was just like, oh, yeah, they won. And it didn't bother her day. She wasn't upset. She went on about her merry way. Like, it, you know, it would have ate me up, Gary. Ate me yeah. up. It would have ate you up, too. And she was like, the score was so bad, Gary. They don't know how many points were scored. They just knew the other team won. True. No, I got you. You see what I'm saying? So when she come home and, you know, I go, you know, how did you do? She was like, oh, I had a blast. And I'm just like, man, they kicked your ass. What do you mean you had a blast? But I have to look at it from not my perspective, but from hers. And the game that's laid out in front of her like this is pure fun for her she doesn't need this to get an education she doesn't need this to get out of a bad situation or to get out of a situation that she in right now like she's enjoying this sport for the pure form of it being that sport and that's what i'm jealous of gear well that is a good thing long as she's enjoying it uh, I still don't like they don't keep score, but uh, <laughs> so be it. Uh, I think uh, we're done talking about your weekend because you just took up about 15 minutes of it. Okay. Nice job. Uh, <laughs> so I w- usually we will we would kick at the time to roll us into the next one, but you know he's usually he late. So he is at, he is in uh, he is on top about of it. So I'm going to d- direct us <laughs> to the first topic. Ah, so, he's so uh, juiced about these topics. Go ahead, look at him. So so my first topic is actually one that. Time has no idea about. I barely said something to Dia about it, but it's something I felt like for me being a dog owner, I needed to bring up and I want to get opinions. So there is a uh, a man that was convicted in Nevada in 2015, sentenced to 28 years because he killed seven dogs and torture killed them, videoed it and everything. Uh, I should have prefaced that this could be graphic for people, but I'm too late. Uh, So, yeah, he was convicted 28 years for torture-killing dogs, puppies, buying from people, and then basically just torturing and filming it all and and for his own pleasure. And then he got convicted or whatever, but now he's being – ability to be on parole because in Nevada their law is that animals are – personal property so you basically can do what you want to it it's your personal property that and so he gets good behavior and all this stuff and can be eligible for parole sooner so my question is do you think that is right i know d has his thoughts when it's man versus animal if it's like attacking all that kind of stuff but this is a whole different style because nobody was attacking anything this was literally just a man who decided he wanted to torture and kill these puppies, innocent animals, for no reason other than his pleasure? Do you think he should get parole? Should he stay in, or what? How do you feel? I want to start with time, and then I want to go to D. Uh, I think he should get whatever the judge gives him. So that <laughs> you, so you are the worst. He is okay. He is the worst person that was asked questions and give us an unfiltered opinion because he never gives us an unfiltered opinion. He literally <laughs> balances, walks the line, so he never has to pick a side. It's outrageous. Gary, that sounds like you. That sounds like you. I will give you my opinion on this one. Don't worry. Uh, honestly, so my honest opinion, my honest opinion is, uh, you know, I, I when it comes to dogs, uh, I understand it's animals in general. Well, animals, animals in, general. in general. I just, yeah. I agree. There should be a level of punishment given out, um, as strict as I think that people that love animals and dogs would want them to be. I don't think they should be that strict. Um, I do think there's a special place, you know, uh, in hell for people that could do that to any creature or animals, but. Um, as far as like laws of the land, uh, you know, I just, I just don't, uh, if there's a way for him to get parole, because that's what the law says. then I think that he should be able to typical walk that line. All right, go ahead, D man. Fuck them dogs, man. 
I, I'm gonna tell you right now. This is honest the truth, man. I I honestly believe that yes, Las Vegas got it right. You it, dogs are your property, or animals just in general are your property. And here's why: in certain countries, and certain religions, and in certain communities, uh, you know, chickens, turkeys. Things of that nature are, are being eaten and consumed as meat. And because they've been eaten and consumed as meat, they're, out, they're also animals too. They're also property. And I think they fall under the... the I, we can't help it the dogs fall under that. We can't help the cats fall under that. So now if you decide if that's what you want to do based on the law, you ain't broke none. In fact, they should probably pay this man... For the stuff that they put him through, if it was Las Vegas law that if these possession and you could do whatever you want to do with it, then he's, he's okay. He's okay. It's fine. So so here's here's my question then. You got a new puppy yep. in Memphis. Yep. And he was kidnapping people's dogs as well. So if he takes your dog, tortures it, and videos it, how are you handling that situation? I'm 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 pissed off, but that's no different gear than what they're doing with people. Like that's just I, it's, so, you see what so I'm here, saying? So there's no So there's here's no, what I was gonna say. So my thing is I think like pets that are like family pets, your your turkey, stuff like that, usually aren't family pets. I yeah, think but you but see now you walk in that now you walk in that line that you was telling no. time about. Because people, there's oh, people out there with deer. pigs. Pigs are not family pets. The only pets. two things that, that are family pets, in my opinion, and this is me, cats and dogs, even birds are excessive. Those are exotic animals. I'm The only two animals that you are allowed to keep are dogs and cats. Nothing else goes on that list, Gary. So if you're going to so, say something else, you're doing too I'm much. Not, I'm not walking a line. I'm not walking a line. I'm literally saying... You can say it's your personal property. When you start torturing and videoing you torturing animals, you deserve to be in jail for a long time because that's the precursor to you doing it to people because it's been proven multiple times with previous serial killers. Is it? Is they started it, with animals. It's literally been proven. Jeffrey well, Dahmer, so uh, they started killing. Going hunting? They, is that precursor no, I said people? I said these started – they started maiming and torturing cats when they were when they were kids, and it transitioned. To, they wanted a bigger thrill, and the bigger thrill turned into people. So it just fed into more and more. Dogs and cats, I think, is it leads more. It can lead. It usually leads more to a human aspect because get you want a bigger thrill. You try to get bigger and bigger and bigger thrills. Obviously, hunting's different. You eat it. You're not eating dogs and cats. This guy was literally filming it for Some his own do. pleasure of torturing. Yes, overseas, not here in the U.S. Some people may, yes, but it's still that's frowned upon here. Overseas, yes, it's it's, it's fine. It, obviously, it's not looked fondly well, here. Places where eating cows is frowned upon. I agree. I 100% agree, and I'm not disagreeing with their. They're allowed to have their opinions too. That's what I'm saying. Right, like, that's that's I'm not the only reason. It. That's the only reason why I'm saying that I'm okay with with that because so, it, again, it's different than the killing versus torturing the torturing okay, so the and torturing video is a whole other level yes i get what you're saying i get what you're saying hunting you're you're trying to you're not trying to you're not trying to cut an animal hunt you're not trying to injure it and let it bleed out and die you want to hit a one I shot and kill saying. it right you're not wanting okay. it to, to fill a torture this guy's literally doing that and that is what I have a problem I with, see. and I think you need to be in jail for a long time for the torturing aspect. It's not about the killing. It's about the torture, the style you did it in. Okay, that makes sense. There's a humane you, right. way to point. kill animals versus an inhumane way. That's all. Uh, now that you put so it that way, So if somebody walked up with a, a gun and shot eight dogs randomly, you'd feel better about it because they didn't torture them? But no, because it's still in, inhumane. Because they, there was no reason for it. Now, if one of those, torture, those eight, well, but it's, I'll, I'll ain't, he ain't torture him, though, Gear. He ain't torture him. And this is property. He can do if, what he wants to do. Some, no, if what if it's somebody else's, then it is a torture because you're killing somebody else's. Yeah, if it's that. somebody else's, but now he you did that too. He did okay. that as well. He okay. So you trying to get so, me? You trying to get me on that aspect, not on did. the aspect? I'm telling you what he did. That's all I'm. I'm giving you the facts of the case. That's all. Okay. And he he took because some of the people's pets that were tortured. They were in the jail, and they played the videos of that pet getting tortured. How do you think they feel? Like, if you had to sit through watching 
your dog getting tortured by this person, you're telling them you're not going to feel some type of way. Hundred percent, you can elaborate, but you hundred percent would be no, furious. I'm, I, I'm thinking about this, bro. It is 2022, bro. I, I, I have to say this, man. When I was like nine, ten years old, man, when I got bit by a dog, I was terrified of all dogs. And you're going to tell me that it was it's people out here that's just snatching random stranger dogs and running off with them. Bro, do you know yes. how vicious these strange dogs are? They're doing that in are? California. They're, they're stealing people's French bulldogs and selling them. Bro. It's a huge problem I, in California right now. French, I'm talking about these pit bulls. With, with somebody, I mean, people aren't really trying to mess with pit bulls. That's what There's I'm saying, bro. That's These are the dogs that I'm talking about. I'm talking about these big breeds, like these Rockwallers. I'm talking about do, these German just, shepherds. Like You don't hear about dogs. But this guy was buying puppies. He could have been buying a puppy pit. Okay, the puppy pit ain't got nothing yet. There's a difference. You you don't know the puppy pits I know. <laughs> I know yours. Look, I know look yours. Cujo, look Cujo. I'm talking about the ones that live up to their name. Where you'd be like, yeah, that's Butcher. Why they call him I Butcher? I like Cujo name. Great movie. Good shout out. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I, I get what you're saying, though. It makes sense. It's just when, the, the, the way that of torturing stuff is a whole different aspect. Well, see, should well, you, you walk up and kill eight dogs? No, either. That You should still go to jail for that because why? But what Gary, reason? You have to think now, about if all eight dogs attacked you, okay, then oh, whatever. I'm fine with it. This is where my mind goes, though. When you say he's just out here kidnapping dogs, I'm thinking like the big breeds. But you're talking about like Chihuahua, I don't know. like Frenchies and shit dogs. like that. They didn't say what dogs it was, so I don't know. I didn't. They didn't say the type. Bro, of it, dogs. it ain't no way, bro. I I know your dog, Gary. I know your dog, but there's no way, and I know your dog could get in the car with me and roll out. But there's no <laughs> way, bro, that in when he find out, like, oh, I ain't going back home. Shit's finna get real interesting, bro. It's going to get real bad. You know what I'm saying? Like how, like, yeah. because everybody's dog does that. Like, okay, I've been, I've been around. I, I've been gone from my own way too long. You was cool, bro. But yeah, I'm ready to go back now. Oh, you ain't taking me back? Oh, I'm acting a donkey. And then from that point on, like, you can't even touch the dog. Yeah. I, that's why I'm trying to figure no, out. I like I can't mentally wrap my head around this man just going around. That's because you're used to the big dog. You just again, I don't know. I, they also he also got puppies for people, so who knows? Like I don't know the breeds. They didn't release it. I just think I don't think he should get parole. I, I think that law should be changed. So I think so, it, so if you're even if he wasn't torturing them, even if he wasn't torturing them, he was just offing them just without torturing them. You still think he should get the I, same sentence? Yeah, yeah. I don't so not the same. Do he should you, get 28 it, it, years. I think he should still go to jail. I don't think he should get 28 years. I think he should go to jail for sure. I don't think he should. Get, we don't even give. We don't even. We we don't. We give murderers sometimes two, three years. They're out. So, literally, you have Kane. You want to talk about the judicial system? We have Kane Vasquez, the the MMA fighter, who this guy literally got out on parole and was free, and he kept molesting his daughter. And Kane finally did something, went to go take care of it. And now he's in jail while that guy's walking the street, even though he's been convicted and been told he is a pedophile and done multiple things to this kid's, this guy's daughter. But the guy who tried to kill him is now he's going to be facing jail for 15 years. But this guy's walking the streets after what he's done to that. Oh, yeah, that situation is a whole thing. That's outrageous. Bro, this sounds like a really bad fucking movie. What this is this? So you came asking he wrestled Brock. That's Lesnar what I'm talking what, about. The, yes, yeah. I, okay, so you talking about the MMA fighter? Like I, I thought. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm trying to process this, but I'm like, I'm, I don't, I don't. I'll put it. I'll put it in relation if it would happen to you. So basically, somebody no, was no, 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 taking, no, 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 no the offensive one, or he was the one that he he was standing up for his daughter and gonna go kill the guy oh. that was that over a hundred times towards his daughter. No, I I thought it was the other way around. Yeah. I thought McCain no, no, Vasquez no, no. was. That's no. why I was like, this blew my mind. No, he was going to defend his daughter for everything that happened. This guy did, and this guy's still walking free while Cain Vasquez is in prison right now. Oh wow! Uh, for trial cool. for trying to do something that the judicial system didn't stop from happening. Yeah, that's. I, yeah. I, well, here's here's the here's the thing though, Gary. 
it, here's the thing. This is one of those classic cases of, you know. And I think he's completely content with going to jail for trying to do I, that. I, he he knew the consequences of doing what he is. Now, now, just because one rule is broken and you don't feel like the justice system don't work and you take that justice system no, in your I own know. hands, then you got to be willing to accept do, the consequences. Do I think he'll get with. off? Do I think he'll get off? Yes. I think, I think Joe Rogan or the MMA – yeah. I think Dana White. I think they're going to front the money for the lawyers. I think he's going to get out. I don't think there's any jury that's going to convict him of that because you put anybody in that situation, and I'm not going to say everybody, but nine times out of ten, somebody would say I would do the same thing. Correct. <laughs> so I, I just don't if, see. If you're going to nine out of ten are going to say it. Ten out of ten is going to think it. Right. 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 So yeah, that situation is a whole fool. Yeah. It is. But. So that was that was the first topic. Uh, we don't have time for the transitioning, so we're not going to let time do the timing of it. You like that double entendre? Wow. Hey, I, I I like it. Can I can I can I bring up the next one, Gary? Can I bring? Yeah, up the next go one? ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I'm not even going to go in order, Gary. I'm I'm gonna skip around because I really want to get to this one. So everybody has. This is. I don't even know how to talk about this, and I'm, I, I want to say it in the most positive way possible. I think I know where he's going with this. So, I want Times' opinions first on this one. You don't. I want to hear his walking down the middle of the line. I, no, you, you just you don't know where I'm going, Gary. I'm. This well, I is, hope I know. You don't. I'm trying to figure out. So, Deshaun Watson, he's an incredible nope, player. That was wrong. He's an incredible player. I, I, I'm going to make sure that I say this. He is a high-impact, incredible player. I believe he's worth the $230 million that they signed him for because that's what they paid him, all guaranteed. I, and, I, and I hate to say this. This is the first time in NFL history where he took a year off because he kind of had to. I, I don't think he makes this money, Gary, if he plays that year. No. That that's what I'm saying. So it this is the like the timing of everything and how it shaped up was like perfect for him. Even though like hindsight, we were if you look back, we were everything is still the same. We still feel the same way, but the money that we thought he lost. He got it back tenfold on the back end. So I, I'm trying to figure out when did Deshaun Watson become the $230 million quarterback that he became in just a year of not playing? I would say it came from the lack of other teams having a – serviceable quarterback that can lead them to wins even though his record's not very good himself granted he was in texans texans but he did have deandre hopkins and he still didn't have a very good record so i think uh, it, i would say what would you ahead. say is your number one capital when you're in the nfl your health not a right? n- yes or correct. being healthy you know what i'm saying and the amount of massages that this man has gotten over the past how many years Lead to him being super healthy. That's why he got that So, no, the, the interesting <laughs> aspect with this whole situation. What's wrong with uh, you, um, it, It's funny because for years, I'm sure D heard it when he was in Pittsburgh. <sighs> Everybody heard how Cleveland and all these, other, especially Cleveland fans because they hated Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh hates Cleveland. They're jumping all over Pittsburgh because of Ben Roethlisberger and his accusations back back when he had it, all that kind of stuff. So just imagine how it's going to flip now, how Pittsburgh fans are going to do it to Cleveland fans that are behind Deshaun Watson. Because it basically, I don't, I don't remember the whole Ben Roethlisberger thing. I don't know. I don't think he ever got convicted. I don't know. I have, honestly don't remember. So I don't know. It could have just been a civil suit, too. I don't know all the details. That was a while right. ago. But uh, it is going to be an interesting thing. Do I think he should have got that amount of money? No. Do I think any team should have paid him that amount of money? No. Do I think uh, he has an amazing agents? Yes. <laughs> to be able to get him that kind of money all guaranteed, literally, that is outrageous to me, especially after taking a year off. 
and I just I'm not sure. I don't know. They're bar they're they're mortgaging their future on Deshaun Watson, and what if he never gets back to the type of player he was? You just, I wanted to get money. you guys' opinion specifically on the fully guaranteed contract because we've discussed this sort of stuff in the past about how you I'm, know, I'm happy for it. It's 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 monumental. Oh, correct. Do you it's, think it's, it's going to start a new precedence? Was no, no, it's not. I don't no. think it will. It, it only, well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got I got to give you. Three scenarios, and I want you to give me those three answers, and then we're going to come back to this. We're going to stick a pin in this because the question is, is the $230 million guaranteed money, do you think it's here to stay? And before I answer that question, I'm going to give you three headlines. You react to the three headlines, Gary, you and Tom, okay? You ready? Yep. The The Cleveland Browns just traded Deshaun Watson for his rights. They gave him $230 million. They gave up two first-round picks, a third-round pick, a seven-round pick, whatever picks they gave up. They give up the Cleveland Browns. They go to the Super Bowl, and they win it. What's your headline? Was it worth it? Uh, For the Cleveland Browns, for the owners, yes. For the fans, yes. I do feel like some of the fans will feel a little tainted because of of them leading, especially if more comes out and he does get in trouble civil-wise. I do think there'll be some fans will have actually do I think for the most part? No, I think they'll forget, they'll forgive, they won't care because it's all about the championship. Now everybody outside of it will complain. What you got, Tom? You you what the headline is they win the Super Bowl. They they mortgaged two hundred thirty million dollars on this quarterback. Uh they gave up all these picks. Uh there's a lot of people, like Gary said, they they mortgaged everything. They win the Super Bowl. What's your headline? Browns rub the genie lamp and get their wish and find their quarterback. Got you. Okay. Because, look, if you add up all the money that they spent, how many quarterbacks have they had in the past how many years? They've had a lot. A lot. If they can find a quarterback that takes them to the Super Bowl, I don't think there's going to be one fan complaining about it. Only thing they're going to be complaining about is the fact that Gary Barnage was not on the team catching them balls. Okay. Here we go. The uh, second headline is this. Act like the first one never happened. Uh, Cleveland Browns have a okay season. They make it to the playoffs. They lose in the first round. What's your headline here? Watson couldn't even do what Mayfield did. And we're paying him all this amount of money. Okay. All right. Watson trade rubbing fans the wrong way after he's unable to... Get them out of the playoffs. Okay. All right. Here's the last one. Cleveland doesn't even make the playoffs, and they have a losing record for whatever, and Deshaun Watson uh, makes it to the Pro Bowl. But as them overall, they they do not make it to the playoffs. What's your headline? I told you so. Ooh, that shit was like real Michael Jack, like Michael Jordan. I'm back, X. Like, I told you so. What, what's your headline, Ty? What's your no, headline? No way to massage this. Watching trade doesn't work out. Wow. 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 What's so, your headline, D? So, so, so this is why, this is the reason why I asked those three, those, the questions in the way that I, I I asked them. He's worth the $230 million guaranteed if and only if he's successful in winning the Super Bowl. If he wins, if he goes out with $230 million guaranteed and wins a Super Bowl, then owners, for some reason, equate his playing style with guaranteed money and therefore they're offered more guaranteed money. Now, if he does not in the other two situations, so out of all three of these, he has a he has a more of a chance of not achieving that goal than he does achieving that goal. You see what I'm saying? So uh, the they be like, hey man, you know we gave Deshaun Watson 230 million guaranteed, and he went out there and he stuck it up. This is the reason why we can't give you guaranteed money. 
this is that's their example. But now if he go out and he balls, oh man, everybody can start getting guaranteed money. It'll stick to a certain degree, and then maybe that'll catch on. Other than that, like Gary said, no, it's not gonna happen. But my headlines are very similar to y'all headlines. This man just put a lot of pressure on himself. And not only did he put a lot of pressure on himself, he put a lot of pressure on himself in Cleveland. So good luck, brother. Because if you able to pull them out of there, you are done. And again, I'm going to say this again. He's a dynamic player, Gary. He's absolutely a dynamic player. But he's just a good quarterback. Correct. I think he had one one of the best receivers in the in the league, and he was still wasn't able to pull out victories. Um, you see, Green Bay they only had one receiver for so many years, and Aaron Rodgers was able to still get in the playoffs. They would, yeah, they won one Super Bowl, but like he didn't have a ton of other great players. Watson had one great player, and he couldn't he could barely even get to the play. I don't even think he got to the playoffs. So I, I don't to answer your question though, time, I don't think guaranteed contracts as a whole will ever be there. I think we've only really seen two fully guaranteed contracts, and that was Kirk Cousins and now Deshaun Watson. And I don't if it ever becomes like a norm where players are getting hundred percent guaranteed, it'll only ever be the quarterback position. You'll never see another position get 100% guaranteed. I just don't think because there's there's a lot more chance of injury for all those other positions than there is quarterback with the way they protect the quarterbacks now uh, from getting hit and all this kind of stuff. So they give a receiver a $150 million and they go out next year and blows his knee. Well, they just wasted a lot of money for a year and a half. And I, that's why I just don't see it. It could happen with the quarterback, but it's less likely to happen to a quarterback because – they have less, they have more protections in other positions. So I don't think other positions will ever get fully guaranteed contracts. Quarterbacks, I could see it happen occasionally, but not a lot. And I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that's the holdup in Baltimore right now, is because he's a quarterback that takes hits, and he's a quarterback that like he is injury prone. Not because he's more susceptible to getting hurt because of his position, but because of how he plays that position. He's more susceptible, and I think that's what's holding this contract up over there in uh, Baltimore. Well, it's also that the way they call the game, they put him in those positions to run the ball more too, so he takes more hits. Obviously, he can try and slide more, but when you design a QB run play, he's not going to slide. That's no. just not usually what – if no. you do a QB yeah. run, that's not going to happen. So they're also doing it to play his skill set. So if you're going to design the playbook around his skill set, then you need to – if he was getting guaranteed, he's get it, whatever. I, the thing is, he's also his own agent. It. You can't guarantee. He's his own can't. agent. That's a, that's another aspect too. He's his own agent, so they're negotiating with just him. Gary, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't guarantee all that because you're taking hits just like my quarterback. I mean, like my running backs are, my wide receivers. You're the most. No, valuable. no, I'm not saying guarantee. I'm not saying they have to guarantee. I'm saying like they have to. They, they can't use the injury aspect because they're also putting them in the position to get hurt. Get, yeah. okay, they're not making him just sit back. They're like, oh, no, we're still going to have you QB runs. If they just had him drop back and he scrambled all the time and got it, then that's on him. But the fact that they have QB design runs for him quite a bit throughout the year and the yeah. seat games, they're putting in positions that they don't put other quarterbacks in position. So they are because they know the skill set. They, they want to because they know I, it will help it. succeed. I, I got to bird walk a little bit. I got to bird walk a little bit. Um, I, I want y'all to tell me what y'all think about Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh. Go. I, he has the same. He basically has the same record as Deshaun Watson go. as a starter. Go. If that Man, makes why, you feel any you better, just, why do you just why do you just say stuff, Tom? Why do you just say stuff to just Mitchell Trubisky from the great. University of uh, North Carolina Chapel Hill. I will say when he got when he got drafted early, I said he was going to be a washout because he played one good year, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's going to be the future." He yeah. hasn't developed it. I think he's a serviceable quarterback. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I think he's proven that. But he also has the same, basically the same record as Deshaun Watson, who just got two hundred. You saw who his dollars. coach was, right? You saw who his coach was, right? Yeah, I also saw who uh, Deshaun Watson's coach was, too, so you could go the yeah. same way. Right. No, I know, but I'm just saying, for Mitchell Trubisky, I think he's going to come out this year 
I think he's going to do big things for the Steelers. You just mark my words right here as I say this. Mark it down. Yeah, your okay. words are usually wrong, like the Panthers in the playoffs. Well, you're, you're Speaking right. Speaking of, that, I still have to get paid by either one of you, just so y'all know. Okay. I got to keep clarifying. I'll, I'll pay you. Money. I'll pay. I'll have the cash ready for you when you get here to Dallas. Okay. We got to. We we only got time for one more topic here, and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take it. Can I can I have this? I figured right. you would. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it, it this will be the this will be the last one, and we got to let you guys go because uh, we really enjoy you listening to us. But this is gonna be a good one, uh, and I I want time to go first though, Gary, because I want to yeah. see I want to know what it looks like on the outside looking in. So everybody saw Michigan's pro day. Was that Michigan's pro day, Gary? Yes. Michigan's pro day was David uh, Ajabu. David Ajabu. Uh, was doing a workout and he was coming in and he ended up injuring himself and literally they just moved the drill and they kept going and nobody in this particular video checked on him. They just kind of left him and everybody have, you know, talked about this video and it's gone viral and people are just saying like, damn, you know, it's cruel in the NFL. I want to know your thoughts on the first time because, uh, you're on the outside looking in from a standpoint of not being in those locker rooms or not having to go through that combine style training to where, you know, and he was a first-round pick. So I, I want to – what did you think after watching that video? Oh, that was ridiculous, and I just don't see how anybody that's a part of that process uh, doesn't get blasted uh over the next seven days you know just because the absolute you know uncaring nature that we saw like my man goes down in super pain and dude i saw on twitter like dude literally walks by to go pick up the ball and then instead of like checking on my man that's like obviously on the ground in pain and you know non-contact injury is probably pretty bad so it's it was just ridiculous, and it makes makes it makes it seem more like, hey, you guys are just property to us. Whatever you know, you can do for us, we're gonna do. But I don't know. It didn't seem very personal. All right, so I asked to go first on this one because uh, what you saw is what happens every day at practice. Every day. Every single day at practice. Doesn't matter what kind of injury. Every it is. day. And the prime thing is. Move, uh, move the ball. That's all it is. If somebody yeah. gets hurt, they move the ball up ten yards, Bro, I, and then look. you make a line in front of where the injury is, so that way he's not in the way anymore, and you're still moving on. They, and this is what we've, I've said, we've said multiple times. They truly <laughs> do not care about the players. They really don't, as you can see. This Bro. is what they do every time. It's all about we need to get our plays in. We need to make sure we get our practice. We're not stopping for this player. He, we'll, we'll figure it out later. It's whatever. The trainers will handle. We're not worried about it. Next one up. That's literally the nature of the NFL. And that's why it bothers like pl- former players or players when fans say so-and-so, oh, you don't come back quick enough from injuries or, oh, he's injury prone and, oh, he's not good enough, all that kind of stuff. Or they're happy players get released or go somewhere else or cut or don't want to resign or mad at them. They don't understand how players are treated on a daily basis. They're like, oh, you're making a lot of money, all that kind of stuff. But they truly do not care about you. And this is the, the physical video proof you're seeing of what players have to deal with every day at practice because it probably happens at least twice a week whether it be a rolled ankle or something, somebody goes down and they just say, move the ball and you move up 10 yards and then you keep going while that person's agonizing in pain, whether it's a bad injury or not. And then you hear everything going on, but you still got to keep going and doing your plays. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter. Like if, if the name is big enough, it'll pause practice. But when I say pause practice, like, you know, we give one, two, three minutes, but we still moving our driller because we got to get oh, our reps cool. in. And and when we say pause practice, it might cause us to move fields, which yes. a, it takes yes. one to two minutes. It's not really we're going to stop and check. Yeah, and we is. That, we're yeah, just going we to move fields to yeah. move everybody over there. I think there's only ever been like one maybe injury that I've ever heard of and I never experienced myself seeing was when somebody gets hurt and they can cancel practice. I think that's only ever happened once. I don't even remember who it was. I can tell you from firsthand experience when I dislocated my ankle. I basically got rolled to the sideline so they can keep practicing. 
Yeah. That's I was in the middle of the field with a dislocated ankle and I got rolled to the sideline. So I got out of the way so they could finish practice. And then I got put on a cart and carted to the locker room and go into the surgery the same day. But literally nothing changed. Everybody's like, yeah. ooh, because they all heard it. And then literally yeah. after that, the next play is going. The only one missing that rep is the person that got hurt. Everybody else finna get their reps. This this practice isn't over with. I, I, I have to let you guys know this. What you saw on that film, because I didn't see anything egregious. When I was going through, it was just, I was like, damn, somebody got hurt in practice. And I just kept going. That's exactly it, it didn't even. Yep. It didn't even it didn't even dawn on me that it was in the, like a, a camp or anything like that. I was like, damn, they finna move the ball on my man. And like I just kept scrolling, you know, and then yep. I I it was popping up so much. So then I started reading the caption. And they was like, Oh, this is heartless. And I'm like, What? So when we step out when we step out of our comfort zones, when we get y'all the behind the scenes look and we tell you guys, Hey, you know, this is a business. You know, and because it's a business, we're trying to get as much money as we can out of this, or we're trying to get this, or we're trying to get that. Y'all get mad at the player because that's your team. But then when you see your team do stuff like this, because what people don't understand is, is like this was equally as bad because we knew everything surrounding what this kid had going on. What you're looking at is, is you're looking at this kid's potential. What other teams are looking at is, is when he went down, they was like, whew, man, we dodged now the it's probably It could probably happen again. He could, if, if we do draft him, could this happen again? Now we have to deal with that. Do we take that chance? My question is, as a, yeah. as, if, if I'm his agent, I'm like, if he did drills at the combine, why is he doing drills at Pro Day? Pro Day? If yeah. you're a number one pick already, why are you even doing drills in the first place? Yeah. If you're already a projected number one, you should not be doing those drills. No, it, it, you all you can do is hurt yourself. There's you no should. benefit to doing drills if you're a guaranteed first round pick. That's that's that that was tough. It was tough because people were like, "Oh, I can't believe this! Like you guys are heartless. They're this. They're that." And I'm thinking, like, how many times have you been at work and something has happened to you? Did it shut the? Did it shut your store down? It didn't shut that store down. It didn't shut. Business, they they moved your ass to the side or got you the help that you need, and business kept going as usual. Maybe well, not and as then the worst thing. Correct. Well, and the worst thing is you'll see fans or people, even like uh, commentators, when players skip out of bowl games. Well, this is one of the reasons why, because of these uh, injuries not needed, or they choose not to do their pro day drills or do combine drills or, and stuff like that. And then scouts try to ding them or say, oh, he's not going to be working because he doesn't want to work because he didn't want to do these drills. No, this is why. Because you, there's no reason to risk it if you're already legitified as a per, as a top pick. So, again, when they say all this stuff about players backing out of the thing, it's only to benefit them for ratings and make sure for college football when they back out. I think it's only, that's the only reason why the commentators are saying stuff about it because they don't want the college ratings good enough because that's what their pay is. De- dealing with just like teams now it becomes an injury prone if you got hurt doing a drill like this so they really don't care so i would like to hear your rebuttal to after you heard what we just talked about does that how does that make you feel as a fan now i know you're you have it a little different because you know both of us but i'm sure you have fans friends that aren't like doesn't know professional former players or whatever and they might say that about players because they're like Oh, he could come back sooner or stuff like that. Obviously, I know Carolina, you always, people are complaining about Christian McCaffrey because he's been injured so much. And they're like, oh, maybe we should get rid of him. Maybe we should and all that kind of stuff. I would like to hear your thoughts now that you've heard the behind the scenes, basically, of how they treat you play, uh, treat us players. Well, to me, it doesn't really even change my mindset. All that says to me is, man, they have got the players conditioned for this to just be the way of life, which is unfortunate because, you know, that's obviously not how it should be. Um, but, yeah, and I do understand what you're saying, like fans asking players to play hurt and push beyond their means because, oh, you know, everything, the team comes before, whatever, whatever. Like, you know, that's always been stupid to me. I've never, if somebody wants to, we've talked about it before on here, if somebody wants to sit out of a bowl game because, you know, you got more on the line, that's your future. That's your business. Okay. So it sucks for. So, so my question to you, though, like, 
I, I know your opinion because you 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 think the way we do because you know us more. But have you ever bought? Have you do you have friends that think the opposite way? Have you talked to them about it and like that stuff and try to figure out why they feel that way? Like I would like to hear that insight. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to get into the mind frame because you know, even though I'll hear what they're saying, it doesn't stick with me because I know they're wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, they'll say stuff to the to the the effect of. No, whenever you sign up to play for a team, you sign that contract or you sign for that scholarship, you are putting your body on the line for, you know, your team. You sign up to play for your team, your school, so the team comes first, blah, 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 this and that. Or, you know, uh, the city that you're playing for comes first because that's that's who's paying your bills, paying your contract, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, no. <laughs> so the, what is their response to, well, why, why did teams cut players out early out, off their contract then? Right. If and I, players and players are supposed to respect their contract, then why should shouldn't the teams do the same? When the when the when the players do it, it's uh, they're ungrateful, they're greedy, uh, they're chasing money, they're chasing championships, whatever. When the when the uh, organization does it, uh, it's just business. Yeah. Yeah. So, isn't that crazy how different it is? Right. It, it's on it, the it, same it, concept. And this is why I like the Deshaun Watson contract because his guaranteed money, it doesn't matter what they do with his contract now, it's all guaranteed. And that's the only way that NFL players can fight the not having any contractual uh, um, uh, leverage, if you will, because we we don't have any contractual le- leverage from a standpoint of we, can, we, we may have now the clauses are in like, we can block trades and stuff like that. Like we're starting to like take some of that power back, but before long they'll 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 ring in the reins a little bit and be like, "Hey, hold up now, these contracts are getting out of control. These players are starting to gain too much power right now. We gotta we gotta shut them back down." But that's what it is. It's crazy because they've conditioned the fans to believe that when a player is upset and wants more money or wants out, that we should all be look what happened to Baker Mayfield. Can you imagine Baker Mayfield, like, uh, what about, you know, the quarterback in Atlanta, Matt Rye? Can you imagine these guys that uh, they all went after Deshaun Watson? It's like you saying, like, hey, you know, we love you, we with you. Like, even to the point where they put Matt Ryan on hold, like, give me a few more days. We want to work out your replacement. And if it don't work out, we'll give you a new three-year deal. That's crazy to me. Like, you, so are you committed to me or are you not committed to me? Like, let me know. I, I don't need to know that there's somebody out there that you think D, is. D, I want you to try this. Go up to Reese and say, I'm a, I'm, I'm looking for a replacement. Give me three days to figure out if I can find one. If not, <laughs> I'll come back and we can be just fine. <laughs> that, that, that is crazy to me. And, right. and, and, and what's even better is, is, like, people don't understand that. You know who made the Deshaun Watson trade work? Baker Mayfield made that work. When Baker Mayfield said, hey, our relationship is beyond repair, that's when the Cleveland Browns was like, look, we'll make all $230 million of your contract guaranteed because at this point in time right now, we do not have a quarterback. Because And that is 100% correct because they were out of the Baker or the yes. Sean Watson aspect until Baker said that. And then yes. and he was threatened. And supposedly, I don't know, obviously this is – not backed up by facts. We don't know for sure yet, but he was going to sit out all the off-season stuff, training camps, and all that kind of stuff because he didn't want to be traded. Well, now that forces their hand. Right. That forced their hand, and that's why Deshaun Watson got the money that he got. That's why he has the leverage that he had is because once Cleveland – and that's all they wanted to do anyway. They wanted – somebody wanted to leak it, not Cleveland organization. They wanted to let Baker Mayfield because there's no way that they came out and said, hey, Baker, we going to – he had to find that out through either an agent or somebody that was very close to Deshaun Watson and his team. He had to find that out for him in order to push it. So that's what I think was interesting because none of this would have got done. They would have been out and he would have been headed to Atlanta had Cleveland not said, okay, we got to throw everything that they want at him to get this guy because we don't have our guy anymore. And Well, shoot, he was supposedly – or Carolina had a deal with them, but Carolina wouldn't guarantee the third and or the fourth and fifth year of the deal. 
And he, and that's why another reason why Carolina was out because they would not guarantee all the contract. They were trying to get a hundred percent guaranteed from somebody and whoever was dumb enough to do it was going to get them. Ah, and Baker Mayfield put that, the, the amount of pressure that they needed. This is Make one sure of those situations. This is one of those situations like the Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Foles was so good. He got Carson Wentz paid. This is one of those situations where Baker Mayfield was just good enough to get Deshaun Watson paid. Um, anything else you got, uh, Gary? Uh, time? No, I think that's it. I know we got some topics for next week. We'll definitely cover. Mm-hmm. We didn't cover on this one, but uh, time, uh, make sure you go back and uh, listen to the intro. I know you're really going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to create my own intro. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Hey, so uh, uh, I know the boys are coming to Dallas here in a few weeks. Are we going to do a live podcast uh, from uh, Dallas? <laughs> we if we can find tickets, we, you absolutely right. Lord have mercy, these boys. <laughs> I see Gary got his belt out there. That's he's getting ready. That's why I thought about it. I see he got a championship belt. <laughs> All right, well we appreciate y'all tuning in. This is another episode of the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. Happy birthday to my boy Braden, and then go Tar Heels for uh, making it to the Sweet Sixteen. Got to throw that in there. Uh, not, not, you know, Memphis came close, D. They, they had a valiant effort. They had a very valiant effort. But I didn't want to talk about that. It's too soon. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Woo! You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 